0: Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible. Our reading is from John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. As the Father loved me, I too have loved you remain in my love if you keep my commandments you will remain in my love just as i kept my father's commandments and remain in his love i have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete this is my commandment love each other just as i have loved you no one has greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends you are my friends if you do what i command you I don't call you servants any longer because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends because everything I heard from my father I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and produce fruit and so that your fruit could last. As a result, whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. I give you these commandments so that you can love each other. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This Sunday we start a new series, and we'll be continuing this series until Lent. Over the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at different roles and titles that we have for Jesus in our series, Jesus Is. I wanted to start with a role that I think is quite possibly the most relevant and central role in our lives, while also being the one that I think we downplay the most. And for that, it would be that Jesus is your friend. And you know, this can feel a little odd because though we often will speak about Christ as a friend, we're not as good as treating him as such. And too often let the idea of Lord and King be so high and above that we almost treat Jesus as someone barely reachable. That we're barely able to reach him and that we're lucky to be able to do so I think the problem is that it doesn't quite agree with what Jesus told us about how he sees us. And our reading today from the Gospel of John, Jesus lays out how he feels about his disciples, and he wants them to know that he is a friend. That he can't call them servants any longer because he's made everything known to them, that they know everything he knows when it comes to following the Father. And so he considers them not as servants, but as friends. And I think this is interesting because the way that we approach an authority figure is very much different from the way that we turn to a friend. And I think sometimes we miss having some of that close personal relationship with Jesus because we're so busy treating him as an authority figure that we don't think of him as our close personal friend. I think it's actually key for us to be able to contemplate Christ as a friend, especially if we just stop and think about a few simple questions. If you're in a jam and you're not sure what to do, do you contact an authority figure or do you contact a friend? And most of the time we're going to contact a friend because we want somebody we can confide in, somebody that will listen. We want somebody who isn't going to be thinking about what they get out of it but simply thinking about the best way to help us. Are we looking for somebody that feels they just have a responsibility to us? Or are we looking for somebody that genuinely cares about us? Not just cares about the outcome, but cares about us as a person. We're going to look for the person that cares about us. And I see all this because... This is the idea I get of friendship when we start talking about Christ. That Christ should be the first person you should be able to turn to at anything. Because he's there, and because you trust him. And it's important to be able to do that because we are always going to need someone to lean on. And it's always going to be easier if the first person we have that we can lean on is Christ. Now, Jesus doesn't say that we are bound by having to follow a lot of pomp and a lot of formality. And yet, sometimes we feel that we can't turn to him without that. You don't expect formality from a friend. And I think that's another key thing to take away is that when we talk to a friend, we are talking to someone that we are willing to share everything with. When we talk about a good friend, we're talking about somebody we trust with everything. Things that we wouldn't tell other people. Things that we would be possibly ashamed of if other people knew. Things that we don't know how to handle. We turn to a friend in a time of need. That's who we turn to when we're in trouble, and it's who we turn to when things are going well. When things are good, we turn to a friend because they're the first ones we want to tell. They're the ones that we want to give the good news to. And I think that's interesting because the fact that if we think of Jesus first and foremost as a friend, it means that he's high up on the list of the people that we want to tell our good news to when something's going well. As a friend, we're also going to turn to Christ to say that we need help when we need help. And it's easier to confide in a friend than anyone else. Because we're also going to confide any worry that we have in a close friend. It also means that when we look at what Christ says and does that we are given the idea of a way that a friend treats others. Christ shows us how to be a good friend. And one of the things that Jesus says in our reading for today is that one of the best things you can do is lay down your life for your friends. We may not all be called to make such a great sacrifice, but what it does mean is that we remember the sacrifices made, and we remember what we are willing to do on behalf of our friends. And we see friendship emulated in the way that Christ teaches, helps, heals, and all that Christ does for others. We see him showing us how to be a friend, and what to expect from a friend. If we are going to say that Christ is with us and we are in Christ, we have to be able and be willing to treat him like our friend. For me personally, it means dropping some of the formality. When I'm praying and it's just me and Jesus, it's conversational. Because I'm talking to a friend. It might be full of worries and one-off statements of things that have just bothered me. But it's everything I tell a close friend. I can tell you, I have been sarcastic in prayer. Because I expect Christ, my friend, to understand my sarcasm. I can be short-tempered in a prayer. Because my friends know that It quickly passes, but sometimes I just need to get it out of my system. I can express worries in my prayers that I might not otherwise be willing to express. Because I'm talking to a friend. It's everything that I would turn over to somebody that I trust, that I believe in, that I care about. Because for me, thinking about Jesus as a friend becomes first and foremost because of everything a friendship should be. and our relationship with Christ, if we box ourselves in and don't let ourselves get close, we are always going to be missing out because we are always pushing ourselves away. Always leaning so heavily into God being distant, to Christ being far away and far off, and that we're always reaching out and that he's never quite there Not in the way that we can just say, hey, do you have a minute? It's important that we be able to look at Christ as a friend because it helps us to understand our relationship better. Then we're not thinking about just being a servant to Jesus, always thinking about the things we're supposed to be doing and thinking of ourselves as beneath. It's important that we be able to not think about speaking from being bowed, but the way that we would speak to a friend, sitting face-to-face, discussing, being comforted and knowing that we're being heard. It's that we're not thinking about all the ways that we are unworthy. Instead, we are thinking about how happy we are to have this person in our life. So when we see Christ as a friend, we're willing to let our guard down and to be comfortable, which means that we're going to be fully open. It also means that we aren't going to dance around and try to make everything sound better in our head. I'm sure we've all had that experience of trying to make things sound better than they are when we try to say them in prayer. In an effort to convince ourselves of something that isn't true thing is, God already knows what we're doing and what we're thinking. But when we try to convince ourselves that things are different than how they really are, can we convince ourselves through prayer, we've got a problem. And one of the ways to safeguard against that is to treat Jesus as a trusted friend. Someone you don't have to sugarcoat things to. Somebody that you can just say, look, (laughs) things aren't great, this is how they are. Or, You know what? Things are great. And I don't want to say they're too great, but we can be open and honest. That when we treat Jesus as a trusted friend, we treat him as the person that you'd turn to and say, look, I would try and keep this to myself, but I can't. I just need to get this off my chest. And there he is. Patiently there to listen and to help. Over the next few weeks, we will be talking about different aspects of Christ. Different things that Jesus is. But I started with friendship because I think that all the other things have to be viewed through this lens of friendship. Now some might be taken aback by that and think, Well, shouldn't it be Lord? Because we think of him as our Lord and Savior. To me, Savior is simply who Jesus exists as. But it's something very different to think of him as a friend. And so this is about thinking of your Savior as your close personal friend. That when you think about him as king, you think about a king differently if the king is also your friend. When you think about a prophet, you think about a prophet differently if that prophet is your friend. A teacher becomes something different when that teacher is also your friend. Friendship means being willing to sacrifice for the good of others. For Jesus, friendship means loving and caring. Being willing to do unpleasant things so that others don't have to deal with them. Being willing to listen. And so I wanted to talk about friendship first because the problem I run into is if we can think of Jesus as our friend, we are going to struggle to truly treat him as worthy of any other title. And I say this because it means that though Christ has entrusted everything to us and that he views us as a friend, it means that we're hesitating because we're unsure. If Christ says, I see you as a friend and you can't say it back, it means that there's hesitation and there's worry on your part of things. And that you're holding something back from the relationship. It might be that we're unsure of ourselves. But we should know that if you aren't sure, turn to Christ and he'll be there to help. No matter what. Know that if you don't know what to do exactly, think of what you would do with a close friend. Confide. Jesus is there no matter what. He is always there. Think about Christ as someone close to you because he is. Always there for you no matter what. Truly a friend that will be there until the very end. That he's there in the beginning and he's there in the end and everywhere in between. A friend we can believe in. A friend we can trust. A friend that will always be honest and truthful. A friend that will always be with us. And it's a friend that we can love and cherish that shows us how valuable friendship is. So let us always remember that Christ is our friend and that we treat him as such in all things. Amen.